would it do anybody's? It's your boy, the Sultan of Sauce, the Colossus of Heat, the infamous Crescent Fresh, bringing you into season five, episode six of the Anybody Can Do This show. Damn, you boys been rolling. This week, we got a recap of Neighbors Hot One Style Challenge down at Streets on Carson. We got the Anybody Can Roast This full recap. Then we're going to bring in the Jolly Green, the one and only Top Shelf Tom. Shelf's going to bless us with a shelf reflection Seinfeld style. After that, we're going to keep him around for a tight beater beat those cheeks wrap on cleaning ladies and home alone booby traps. Ians are going to want to stick around and take notes because anybody can do this. Sounds good. It's the anybody can do this show. Yes. Neighbor, welcome to the show. Shout out the alcove. Bob's here. What's up, Bob? I'm here. What's good? Yeah, we're fucking here. You're here. I'm fucking barely here. If you can't tell, like, um, what's going on? I'm hurting, dude. I we are recording the day after the Hot Ones Challenge at Streets on Carson, thrown by our boy Matt Christie and Todd Keebs. And I don't think I've ever been in more pain in my entire life. This is probably going to be the least enthusiastic intro, potentially, hopefully, in the history of the Anybody Can Do This show. But this is no acting, no boasting. You saw me when I came in here to record. I had an entire case of water. Shout out Deer Park (laughs) that I've smashed half of today. Dude, uh, this Hot Ones Challenge chewed me up, spit me out, picked me back up, threw me in the garbage can, threw me in the dumpster, threw me in the trash heap. A tornado came, hit the trash heap, put it into the ocean. There was a tsunami in the ocean that then took this to a seagull that the seagull ate. It took it up to the top of a friggin' mountain, dropped it down a mountain, and then back down here. Where's the volcano in this story? There should be a volcano. (laughs) My stomach and my asshole. That's where it is. (laughs) No, dude. So, uh, yeah, welcome to season five, episode six, Presented by the alcove of the anybody can do this show, but um, coming soon on what's good in the hood. Probably not. No, definitely not Monday, but the Monday after Christmas will be the full what's good in the hood video recap of Hot Ones. And for those who don't know, Hot Ones is. Do you know what that is, Skater? On YouTube, have you ever heard of this show? I'm a little familiar with it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty. It's it's a very big show on YouTube, uh, run by Sean Evans. That's an interview style show with celebrities. That the little twist to it is, you eat progressively hotter chicken wings as he asks you questions. Right. So kind of there's like this uh, unwritten rule. If you can make it through, you can tap out. And and kind of like I alluded to, the sauces are uh, progressively hotter. And the show is in like its third, fourth, fifth season, something like that. Um, okay. And it has gained so much notoriety that they have, uh, maybe this is the first time, I think this is the first time uh, that they sell all the sauces from this season in a pack that you can buy uh, and try at home. So before awesome. you used to have to go out, source the bottles individually. Visually, I learned basically had to kind of go scour the internet to find all the sauces that they would use in that season. But now this dude, Sean Evans, going after the bag, basically uh, selling this hot sauces in a 10 pack. And the hottest sauce is now a no brainer. The hot ones branded 
hot sauce. So, um, yeah. Um, but no man. So Matt Christie and Todd Keebs, who is a local DJ here in town have been throwing basically hot ones, Pittsburgh at streets on Carson for the last three, four five years. However long hot ones has been going on. They do it wow. every year. They've shut down or they do it on a day where streets is closed. You buy a ticket for 30 bucks. They sell 50 seats. You roll in there. Matt does 10 different fries of wings, like uh, drops 10 different rounds of wings. Each one comes out individually with the sauce. Todd's up there on the mic explaining all the sauces you're cutting up there chad from i'll call you right back was there me and Sick. ralph were in there with narf filming ralph was not going to eat the wings and then matt christie bullied him into eating everything <laughs> just like was dropping them in his face Wait, uh, can yeah. i ask one question please is the number one is that even hot at all so this is why i love you you are not only beautiful but also just on <laughs> destined for stardom in podcast hosting with a phenomenal transition like that the first seven dude i cakewalked through oh wow. so like all day and again i like spicy food i'd say above average i'm not someone who is crazy spicy but i would say that like there's yeah. probably a better chance than not that like if we all eat something at a table i'm going to be the one who doesn't think it's as spicy as everybody else you right. know what i mean just i think i numbed my taste buds or just dummied them with sriracha when i was a kid i used to eat that shit on everything and i think it's just burned a little wee bit where i can handle just maybe a little bit more heat than the average cat interesting but i was psyching myself up all day dude before this like i was gonna be so you thought you were going all this. the way exactly no, well no oh. i thought that i was gonna get my you ass kicked that i was gonna tap yeah. out right and then i got to the point where i was like all right maybe this is kind of like a mental trick to mm. no matter how bad it is i'm imagining that it's gonna be worse so it's like reverse expectations type thing okay. right so like nothing can be worse than what i'm building it up to yeah. so we eat the first couple wings and that's exactly what i'm thinking i was like dog you are it's crushing nothing. this we're filming it i'm doing the classic neighbor hamming it up <laughs> for the camera like talking so much shit the seventh wing comes eat it fine and when matt christie drops the seventh wing he's like you guys got to make sure you come upstairs uh and film me tossing the next wing because this is when everyone starts to cry and i put on goggles I was oh like, what? my like God. just like so caught off guard and i was like all right yeah like still like thinking i'm all this dude he brings out this eighth wing man and it fucking rocked us unbelievably dude i start crying like that's when it first like uh, it literally went from zero to a hundred in like three <laughs> seconds like in one wing the span of one wing and ralph said it perfectly dude like wing eight broke our leg and then wings nine and ten just like kicked it a couple times you know oh what i mean like, you're so fucked up from the eighth wing that like nine and ten like my face went numb my face got swollen like chad from i'll call you back right back he was saying it was nothing he was tearing up sweating everywhere i had to run outside <laughs> as soon as it was over port an entire deer park on my head dude like it was <laughs> such a fucking scene and just like took such a fucking wildly quick turn it was unbelievable man it Damn. was like but and then even then i was like all right i'm hot i'm numb like whatever didn't think today the next day would be as like that bad and that's what everyone was saying was like the brute mm. dude yeah it, it, i've never experienced something like today in my entire life <laughs> i woke up this morning and it felt like i got like in a street fight and someone just gave me like 15 jabs to the gut so i just felt oh. like beat up like not like anything dude and then i was when I, like i've just had to like consciously try to like not take a dump today because when i'd go and try and take a dump yeah. it's just an absolute nightmare dude i took a bath dude. today i called off work oh like it was oh like yeah, God, yeah, yeah it was an absolute so shit show no pun intended wait so think about your worst hangover ever. Just just try and think about it. Or just think about one of the worst. Right. Do you think that today, after the hot wings challenge, was worse 
<laughs> or better than like your worst hangover. I'd say ever. I'd say worse because like to me like the worst hangover ever is just like a debilitating headache. Like I've yeah. never really had a hangover where like my stomach and Whole my body. shits are like yeah. to- dude. Like was it hard to eat food today? I didn't. What food? I didn't eat food today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Holy I told you I just been dude. smashing deer parks, bro. Oh I haven't eaten God. since anybody can roast this. Essentially, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, dude, but it's uh, it was it's been an absolute war today. I've just been in an absolute battle with on all fronts, and I'm I was real close to waving the white flag and just like yeah, throwing myself town. off a high building. And, uh, <laughs> but like I took a little nap this afternoon. I woke up at five, like I was almost going to cancel the pod this week. It was that Shit. bad. And then I woke up at five o'clock and I was like starting to see the light a little bit. Jeez, dude. Oh my God. Were there, uh, were there other people there that sold were just, out, dude? And there's people there who go every yeah. year, which I don't I mean, oh. like, were there, were they suffering as well? Dude, everyone, once we got to eight, except for this one absolute psychopath who animal, obviously there's one animal. There's gotta be one. Bro, like nothing happened, walked up. So like the hottest sauce is no longer as hot as the original version of that sauce from the previous no seasons because they don't use extracts anymore. It's like organic. So the vegans can eat it and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they have like a fucking like Pappy Van Winkle aging bottle of the original hot sauce that at the end they're basically like if anybody wants a little bit more heat come try this on a wing not only does this cat eat it on a wing not even bat an eye takes a shot of this fucking shit oh my shot. god Bro, I saw him outside he was with us when we were smoking outside afterwards and this dude was just like not phased at all not being a hardo <laughs> about it like not like one of those guys who was like doing it to like wow dude it was absolutely wild to do and I don't understand how people go back and do it year after year after you know what you're in for like you like bro I'm thinking back on it. it's the I, I said this to you and I'm gonna recycle my joke it's the worst idea I've had for content on the podcast since agree, agreeing to have you as a co-host on here but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. um I'll never go back dude I like Matt Christie knows I'll never go back I'm glad we will have the video and do all that Ralph's never gonna go back shout out Ralph dude he was never gonna do it and end up just thugging it out like yeah it's crazy saved himself 30 bucks somehow that fucking bastard Damn. but yeah, yeah, yeah. It was wild, dude. I I have to think that it might have not been hot for the dude uh, when it was going in, but coming out. Like dude, today, you think he's more similar oh, than he's me? Gotta to me be than hurting, that. dude. Has to gotta be, dude. be. Has to be. Because the human body can only take. I don't know. I guess you can. All those guys who do like food challenges and shit, you'd be amazed at what you can like push your stomach and your body to do, I guess, and be conditioned to, but I don't know, dude, this dude was just some fucking normal Joe in a slipknot shirt and a fucking leather, just looked like a dude you would see at a bar and just like, this. he was like your size and just fucking smoked a cig afterwards while we were outside blazing and fucking walked off to you guys next year. Like, he was such a fucking, he was like Rambo, I would assume, at the end of the movie, (laughs) just like like walking (laughs) off screen, so. oh, Well, dude, speaking of Rambo, uh, uh, we had a big Rambo reference in the latest What's Good in the Hood video that dropped on Monday, which was, in fact, a recap of Anybody Can Roast This. So, Skater, I've done enough talking in this first 10 minutes of the podcast, kind of rambling on about, I guess I'm not feeling as bad as I thought I did. Imagine that. Mm -hmm. The showman's always here. Kicking it over there, dude. (laughs) It's good to see you, my boy. You're like, you're the best ivermectin I could ever ask for. Um, But yeah, dude, what are your thoughts almost exactly a week off anybody can roast us at one up first off the food and i mean all of the food 
was some of the best food I've ever had in my entire fucking life. Go off, boy. I'm serious. Um, you finally pig, got your streets meal? Yeah, but I'm still going in there and now you have getting to. the now real life really experience. Now you really know what you're up for. Yeah. yeah. But, man, that pig, oh, my God, it was so good. The gravy that he made was so good. The appetizers, I, I, I wasn't even sure what I was eating half the time, but... Uh, it, looked, it looked good, and I was shoveling it all down my face. Uh, the desserts were good. Um, I had the chili. I just tried to eat as much as possible. Um, Would you say you ate and drank $25 worth? Def. Oh, I <laughs> ate and drank $100 worth. <laughs> probably drank, eh, nah, nah, probably not. But I, I, I just... I knew I was going to drink a lot of beer, so what I, what my goal was to just stuff my face as much as possible <laughs> so I could just somehow help the hang, the inevitable hangover that I was going to have the next day. Bro, and we'll get into that a little bit, but like you're saying, man, an unbelievably smashing success for anybody yeah, who can man. roast this. I don't know what could have made it not, but like... It was like, so fun, and, and also, uh, fucking Brandon is sick, dude. I, I was impressed by uh, just... The way he was able to set, like, and you too, like, all you guys were able to set all that up, Dude. with the projector and everything. Yeah, that I football guess, game, the, it's, the sound was amazing. It looked amazing. Right. Um, and that was actually very important not to get, like, too, like, uh, like, gushy or whatever, but it was, like, important for me for you to feel comfortable in that space. Because we've talked a lot about, like, uh, off mic about doing stuff at one up and how that's like a very special place with like a very select group of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like, it was important to me that like the people who are like down with one up since jump street, since I am a fucking newt in the universe of one up <laughs> yeah. to, to enjoy what was going on. Cause like, there is like that aspect Dude, of when I, you don't uh, want to step on toes. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, I know what you, I know there what was like in the beginning of throwing like this that. event that was like, do, do we belong? Do I belong throwing this type of party at one up? And I think that it we was, found, out very quickly that we definitely yeah. were in the perfect place. And I'll admit, like, parts of me, it, it was a little bit of a bizarro world, uh, if you will. Right. Um, because I I think right before me and uh, Drew and Al were going to head down, I was like, yo, it's like, where are you at? And you just was like, yo, I'm kicking it down at the shop. And I was like, whoa, this sounds <laughs> so weird, yeah, dude. Right, yeah. <laughs> it should be the other yeah. way around. But, right, right. Yeah. No, dude, that doesn't bother me at all, man. It's just fucking, it's cool, man. I was, I was just stoked on the whole thing. Yeah, and I know you would have told me if it was whack. I know people would, like, again, that was like, that's what I love about the anybody's in the core group of like friends and family that we have coming to these events so far is like they yeah. do, they give us like, uh, constructive criticism is the best way to put it because they right. want these parties to get better. They want us to like get better. And dude, everybody was like, this is it. Like it, this was like neighbor Palooza with the vibe of the Derby, like yeah. everything mixed together in the perfect spot. Like, and, uh, I think we're starting to get a little bit of a blueprint of just like how to throw some of these parties. That's just fun to come kick it at, dude. Like, yeah. I, I, oh, I was sick, dude. I got to kick it with big hacks. Uh, shout chop, out, chopped yeah. it up with him. Are we about to do all the shout outs? I mean, we'll be here for fucking two I know. big I hacks. Just, he, Brandon from One Up, Ben, yeah. Benny and Beth from Yoli's, Alan, Nikki from the Alcove, Matt Christie from uh, Streets on Carson, all of the ladies who helped us out with the desserts. Um, 
the pothole surfers who pulled up, Zeds who pulled up, Billy Hoyle who pulled up, the Hotbox who pulled up, Chad, Chad Medved from I'll Call You Right Back who pulled up, who else was in that video, Big Hacks, we already said Big Hacks, Pepe and May May were in that yeah. bitch, Andy Feathers was in that bitch, shout out to Fancy Bread, shout out to Doc Dude, Andy- Props, Doc Props was in the building, <laughs> shout out to Andy, oh Andy in the video. Andy, Andy comes in the, in the front door and he's like, hey man. How much is it? 25 bucks? Hey, skater, you got five bucks? <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I, uh, I most certainly gave him five bucks. Oh, because that is so I was so, I was so surprised to see him walk through that door, dude. Bro, you want, I haven't seen I him in a long time. I might start crying if we actually talk about this. I love Andy to death, but Andy knows that when he was like a major part of the show, one of my pet peeves was he was always showing up to shit late. Always. <laughs> all the time. Just like, he was late, dude. He's like, Ralph, just like... Build in 15 to 30 extra minutes. Dude, and he was the first motherfucker to pull up to that party mm-hmm. now that he's kind of taking a little bit of a step back and it was like fucking touch me. I was like, all right, dude, we're, this is a great sign. Like, this And in like, his defense, he did Venmo me five bucks. So. <laughs> what a I wish you didn't tell me what that. It makes the story so much better <laughs> if you didn't. Um, no, man, but again, I don't want to get too far into it because I don't want to bore people. Yeah. We're kind of past it. If you haven't seen the video, fuck you, first of all. Second of all, go on there. Follow us on Instagram, which is at the Anybody Can Do This Show. Make sure you hit the link, do the questionnaire, and go ahead and watch the latest installment of What's Good in the Hood if anybody can roast this down one up. Skater, enough old business. It's time for some new business. Our homie Top Shelf Tom is coming on very shortly for our first of two Christmas-themed episodes here in December. So we don't really have much of a questionnaire to do before he comes on because that was all built around the Seinfeld Christmas-themed episodes that we're going to kind of go over, cut up about in the self-reflection. Then we're going to do some Beat or Beat Those Cheeks, one from Everyday Life that I saw a tweet uh, about that I need to talk to Top Shelf Tom about, and then some more kind of Christmas-themed Beat or Beat Those Cheeks. But we do have a counterpunch that we need to get into before all that from our girl, our mama. It's Christmas time, steel gray, holidays, need her around, had her on for Thanksgiving. So this is just titled uh, West Side Story Review, um, which, if I know correctly, is a 50-year-old-ish movie. Um, It's a classic. It is a classic. Uh, Did we talk about this recently? West Side Story? Uh -uh, But didn't they, like, uh, isn't there, like, a remake that just came out or something? Oh, maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's what she, yeah. Well, let's let's find out on this counterpunch from our girl, steel gray. Hey there, anybody. Steel Gray here with another real person movie review, this time covering Steven Spielberg's recent remake of West Side Story. First of all, the movie, it was an excellent remake of the 1961 film, but it should be clear to any uh, maybe less literate, less literary anybody's that West Side Story is a musical retelling of Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. And since it's Shakespeare, it delves into some timeless themes like love, lost young lives, racial, ethnic, romantic rivalries, and ego. The uh, visuals were beautiful. The dancing was wonderful, energetic. The cast was done under a more modern view of diverse casting, and the actors were very well cast in their roles. I want to especially mention the new Maria who did her own singing. Uh, the camera seems to love this girl, so she may be may have a future ahead of her in more Spielberg or other movies. Um, 
The only minor critique that I had is that there was Spanish spoken among the characters. It was in context, but I don't speak enough Spanish to follow those parts of the dialogue, so I wish there might have been some unobtrusive subtitles to help. Um, the movie was set again in the late 50s, early 60s, as was the 1961 movie. But uh, Spielberg, once again, he still has it. He has that touch of presenting the heart and humanity of a story. Uh, Got to give this movie four and a half out of five stars. I just loved it. So that's it. That's it. Sheesh, four and a half out of five. <clears throat> that's a pretty good review. What are your thoughts on musicals, Bob? Uh, shit, man. What's the last musical you saw? I don't know. Name any musical you've seen. Dude, the last musical that I've seen was probably like the musical that my brother was in during high school. <laughs> <laughs> probably not far behind you. Uh, I'm so distracted by whatever the fuck's going on in the brew house right now. I don't know if people can hear it on the mic, but there was just. I thought that was thump. you breathing into the mic from no, far away. No, dude, that's like a rock band or something like that has just moved into our apartment building. So we need to apologize if that. There's no chance yeah, the mic's picking up. We need to up. go fucking knock on some doors. <laughs> I'll be right behind you, buddy. <laughs> 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 All right, I think that's going to do it, Skater. Speaking of buddies, let's just throw it over to Top Shelf, our boy. We're going to be cutting up with him. I got a feeling I'm just giving everybody a heads up. It's probably going to go long tonight, folks. We've been right around an hour for this whole season. I'm not thinking this is going to be an hour. Probably close to 90 minutes, maybe longer. Who knows? Because you know what? I don't give a fuck because I want to cut up with our homie, Top Shelf. Skater, any words of wisdom before we move on? Fuck. Neighbor, thanks so much for throwing anybody can roast this, bro. It was so <laughs> sick. Like, damn, you laughed just like me, neighbor, in the mic. That's wild. You're the man. I hope you like the new poster of you I have up on my wall. Thanks, Skater. I mean, I really do. I'll sign it for you right after this uh, segment before Top Shelf helps on. And uh, again, two weeks in a row, I think you've had spectacular words of wisdom. So you're on a heater, boy. Keep it rolling. Without any further ado. We present to you a Festivus-themed shelf reflection with Top Shelf Tom. You know how we got to start this thing. You ready? Yeah. Should I do a clean feed too? No. Okay. All right. Just give me, give me the cue. Cue. What's up, fellas? Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas, <laughs> fellas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, what's up? That Hell is yeah, the sultry Tom. pipes of the one and only Top Shelf Tom. <laughs> Ill Delph in the shelf over there in the other side of the state are favorite scumbag top shelf tom how the hell are you it's merry christmas brother merry christmas to you guys i'm doing great i'm uh, cramming my holiday shopping right now i haven't gotten anything for my old lady you're not even close to cramming yet dog 
Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah. That makes, makes me feel a little better. I will be out there the 23rd per usual, just doing the damn thing. We'll still oh, refuse yeah. to order anything online to arrive in time. And just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think at least for me, whether I like it or not, that stress is part of the holiday season for, for gift giving. Mm-hmm. I don't know, dude. I actually tried it. I went out with Mrs. Neighbor last weekend to the mall shoot. We were shopping for like the family and stuff. And it was just as miserable as it is on the 23rd. So I was like, might as well just push it off. <laughs> <laughs> Can't, can't break tradition. Exactly, yeah. dude. I don't know. I got, it's weird in my old age, dude. I maybe watching too many movies. I got so much anxiety in the mall, dude, when there's all these people in there. It's a wild place to it's, be, dog. Yeah, it's bad. It's a wild place to be. Yeah. Um, it, is, it is cutthroat. And then I find, like, when I'm at the mall or, like, any brick and mortar retail nowadays, like, I don't even know what to look at. Like, I don't remember how to physically shop. And, I'm sure uh, Steel Gray is going to have a little counterpunch for that. <laughs> well, dude, dude also, I can relate to that, though, dude. Yeah, like, like, will you ever ask someone for help in a store? I'd never do that, yeah. ever. I'm very reluctant. Yeah. 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 I'm yeah. reluctant. I, I mean, actually, I don't even ask, like, if I get the wrong, like, food at, like, a meal, like, like, like the old lady needs to ask for me, Mrs. Shell. Oh, like, dude, yeah. a thousand percent. I, I would never <laughs> send anything back if, like, I ordered the wrong thing, and that's why I miss. And one of the many beautiful things about Mrs. Neighbor is that she will mm-hmm. have no hesitation to do something like that, if justified. Right. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. awesome. Um, what's also awesome is one of the greatest sitcoms, if not the greatest sitcom of all time, Seinfeld. And another beautiful portion, I guess, subcategory within that wonderful sitcom is, as we explained last week, the five or six, I guess we got to call them holiday episodes, because I think this is going to be at least a big part of my thing. Uh, inherently, Christmas isn't necessarily in every single one of these episodes, but some right. Christmas decorations, some Christmas time of the year, whatever it may be, there is definitely a lingering of Christmas, Hanukkah, or potentially other holidays, how you doing, um, in most of these episodes. Episodes. So we decided to kind of watch all these as a group, uh, have the anybody's who are interested watch those as well. And we're going to just kind of run through them, cut up style, just round table, go through them, talk about the Christmas vibe, talk about the non-Christmas vibe, whatever we want to do. I don't know. We'll go in kind of sequential order and do a mm-hmm. massive cut up session. Yeah, they're definitely, uh, some of those are very loosely festive. I, I think one, like, and, you know, do, I did a little bit of homework. I pulled these guys off air. I was cramming uh, right before I jumped on the record. But uh, I think in the uh, in the one episode, the only festive feature was just, like, they put some, like, uh, decoration and Monk's Cafe in the background, but like not one holiday was referenced. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like that is something like progressively through the seasons, like just the Christmas decorations got more and more egregious, like like in the background yeah. and stuff. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. Right, um, right. Yeah. And then uh, before we really dig in, sir, we got to thank our sponsor, the Human Fund. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make sure they send all those donations to my Venmo as I am the anybody <laughs> rep for the human fun dude that's like i, I mean, forgot how good a- that episode was man me From too start man. to finish me dude. too and that's just a reason why that show stands out and why people love that festivus episode man it's just because oh it's, my God. It's, yeah. it's it's 28 minutes of just absolute heat it's it's great yeah. there's a bunch of them dude all of them i think are re- like because that's the thing with seinfeld hardcore seinfeld fans just like any other fan base don't want to miss the misses and kind of skater and i were talking about this i think there's a difference of opinions in like late seinfeld and early seinfeld depending on like what you look to get out of it um and i think a big 
part of that depends on if you're a curb fan, but that's like a conversation for another day. Uh, that like, there's definitely some miss episodes in my opinion, early on in the, some of the seasons of Seinfeld that just like, aren't funny. Like the pilot is like borderline, like unwatchable and like things like that. Like, uh, but yeah, it, takes, it takes time to get its footing. For like, sure. It, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like, they switched yeah. out a bunch of actors, like kind of like, uh, mm-hmm. ancillary characters and stuff like Jerry's parents and like all that shit. But, um, all of these <laughs> five bad. episodes are, Awesome, I think they're yeah. all like very, very good. Like even the one I think the the Andrea Doria skater and I were talking about is probably the one I've seen the least. And that one's mm-hmm. that one's a heater. Like we'll get into it. Yeah. But it's like it's fair, and that's probably has the least to do with Christmas, to be honest. Now that right, yeah, that, that's the one where they just throw you know some like holly, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Spray yeah. some of that like big snow on the windows of the cafe. You know, I I couldn't help to notice that. Uh, you know, Larry David and Jerry Springer, they're raised Jewish. Jerry Springer. <laughs> Jerry Springer. Oh, my God, dude. Sorry. Could you imagine if Jerry Seinfeld and Jerry Springer were the same person? Like, just like, and just like nobody had found it out all these years. It was just wild makeup and It's shit. been such a long day, Skater's dude. still hungover from anybody who can roast this. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. Sorry, so, no, this was a good point, though. Jerry Seinfeld about. and Larry David, they're... Uh, both Jewish, but um, they're they're also just they're atheists, dude. And I can't help to like notice that this this whole like atheist undertone to all of these episodes, because there's they they point out like a lot of like hypocrisy in the uh, celebration of Christmas, if you will. And like, like you're I, saying, I, is like the genesis for the Festivus episode, or th- or like a all common thread there's through all. Under, yeah, there's this common undertone, little like kind of. Well, again, I I didn't know that they were atheists. I'll take your word for that. I mean, uh, I'm not saying that they are. I mean, I'm pretty oh, sure yeah, they are. All you gotta do, all you gotta do is watch this show and watch every episode, and you know that Jerry, like they're they're constantly making fun of religious people. Like one okay, time, right, one time, right, okay, really, Elaine like is dating like a it. Elaine is dating uh, some dude, and Jerry's like, ah, oh, the religious guy, and then she's like, okay, he's not that yep. religious, and Jerry just says, let us pray, and rolls his eyes. Like there's so <laughs> much they make fun of so much well, about religion. Something in this show. on a similar like heartbeat, I guess, to that that I was thinking about is. Uh, Tom, once you like sent me the breakdown of when all the episodes were, if you notice, like uh, most of the episodes are like episode nine of the season, mm-hmm. which I didn't go back and look. I didn't go, but like to me, that's got to be right around the week of Christmas, like when all those were dropping. So I do think like a part of this probably just got to the point where in the 90s, like Christmas commercialization, like boomed. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah, when that's they, definitely so there's true. some just business to you got to have a fucking Christmas episode. And, yeah, I think. Yeah. That's just, I mean, maybe, I don't know enough, but I'm sure, I don't know enough about the history of television, but what I'm seeing, I think they aired, you know, around mid-December, which is probably pretty common for, like, sitcom, like, network show. Go ahead. I was just going to say, my thing, like, their version of making these Christmas episodes is, like, their fuck you to everyone else who's making their Christmas versions of their episodes. Yeah, I'm shit. just saying we got to tread lightly on who we call atheists here, just because. I think what Skater is trying to say is like, you know, I think to write successful comedy, there has to be a pretty high degree of intelligence. And that, 
you know, often with like highly intelligent people, if if not atheism, you see like a, a skepticism in organized religion. Yeah, like right. that's that's lines. that's probably a better way to put it, a less darker way to put yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. They, they yeah. just they point out like the hypocrisy in a lot of shit too. In the skepticism, mm-hmm. right, I, I, right, you're no, for sure, for sure, it. yeah, yeah. absolutely. You just when you said atheist, you said that downstairs. I was like, <laughs> wrong. well, no, man, yeah, I'm, yeah, I, it yeah, goes no. back to what Dude, I was saying. I was like, they damn, I didn't fun. know that either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. feverishly started googling. Like, yeah, they yeah. really make fun of all things religion. In no, episode. for sure, I do think they do. Yeah, that is that is very true. I would, yeah, even even watching the uh, the this the season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's currently on. It's still a reoccurring theme. You know, what's that? 30 years later, it's yeah. still like, he's still poking fun. Like, well, we don't need to go off on a tangent on that, but there's a character right. that's a, <laughs> he's a reformed, <laughs> he's a Jewish actor who's now like a born again Christian and he tries to like, uh, convert people like on set and like in the do- like in doctor's offices and wherever they place them in the show, it's great. <laughs> I gotta watch Curb, dude. I don't know. I, I, I have to watch more Curb too. I've only seen like the tip of the iceberg. Ugh. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah, it's good. Let's jump into these eps. I'm fucking hyped yeah. on it. So, yeah, like I said, I think we just go in sequential order with the first one being, I would say, a, a staple episode of Seinfeld, right? Yeah, the red, the red dot, their first foray into uh, into a holiday-themed episode. Uh, I mean, it's just great. And I put that... <laughs> I, think, I think George needs to take MVP for the episode. That was kind of like... What in my notes? Like I put MVP and sixth man for most of the episode. <laughs> okay, I like it. I can go with that. Okay, so George, so George MVP. The stats that I'm backing that campaign on is <laughs> he has sex on the desk with the cleaning lady. You know, they're sipping on the scotch or whatever. Is that wrong? What he, yeah. What he, yeah. When he gets called out by the boss, he goes, "Who said that?" <laughs> She did. You know, I forget the exact phrase. It was like, I'm going to have to plead ignorance. Yeah, 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 <laughs> Somebody would have told me that was wrong. Like, yeah, oh, dude, I think that's a classic, classic scene. Just like. <laughs> No matter he's just how much un- time he's an seen. unbelievable on the spot liar, dude. Like, just- <laughs> <laughs> I know. He has a skill. Dude, yeah, they, and they open that episode with like their. Uh, this is in my notes, like to kind of support yeah. your MVP is they open with like an innocuous argument about how the Statue of Liberty was put together. They're just like him and Jerry are at monks, just in the middle of like George clearly thinks that just the entire Statue of Liberty was like shipped over here in one piece, and they're just like <laughs> up and they just do like oh, that was just like to me like a microcosm of just like a perfect argument that like Skater and I would get into for like way yeah. longer than it needs to be you know what i mean you're so passionate about it and then they just have like i don't even remember but like two hilarious punchlines, like where it just like wraps it up and that's just like episodes already starting off with george just on an absolute heater you know what i mean i would say that's the basis for their comedy Mm -hmm. like it's that shit and then all these shows are are just those ideas twirled into like a storyline but yeah i love those little tidbits and all the episodes where there's like a 20 second conversation that has nothing to do with the story. It's great. Right. But 
Yeah, which is probably like, you know, these dudes are probably bullshitting in the writer's room and someone like, you know, <laughs> said something about mundane, like exactly and then, everyday life. And then someone runs off with that. Yeah. Um, Who do yeah. you have as your sixth man? The sixth man, I had uh, Elaine's boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, the drunk guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just because his performance is great. And, and then... <laughs> You know, then he's heckling Jerry at the comedy club, and then just the whole like, uh, it's just they tie it in at the end when he's like sober and like actually cutting up like with him like at the comedy club again. <laughs> dude, yeah, I love yeah, Kramer in this fucking episode, man. Like, I think mm-hmm. like, dude, the scene where uh, they get him drunk on scotch to uh, like see if it smells he starts cutting up about like how you can drink it it's not detective and then he's hammered on the couch and he's the furthest one away from the sweater and he's the one who notices the dot and then he just fucking passes out hammered on the couch like it's just like it's just like and dude he has like a hilarious uh, dude Kramer's mannerisms are obviously like his physical comedy is like kind of what sets him apart as a character when he fucking takes the shot of Hennigan's and he like he just like puts his arm out brings it back goes and just like like <laughs> like rips the oh dude I think he's just all awesome. yeah always and like I uh, I don't know how popular this take is I'm trying to figure out the phrasing of it but I feel like Kramer and this is season three episode twelve and like that's when like that's before I think there's a point where like the Michael Rich, Michael Richards and the Kramer character just became so popular that like everything was just over embellished and less like. Right. less true to his character but like this is definitely right I'm like probably definitely on his like upswing and it's just like it's all so natural and so fresh when he's doing it it doesn't feel like forced <laughs> like oh like, yeah I- yeah, I don't know if they did a studio audience, but it's before like he would just walk in the scene and like the studio audience starts like losing their shit before he even does anything. You right? Know? Yeah, I, yeah, that's a great point. I've actually never thought of it. Like, I think at least the first five seasons, if not all of them, were recorded in a live studio. But definitely, like, yeah, the first four to five, maybe even six seasons, you always heard a crowd cheer as soon as he opens the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I think he said the opposite of that. Did you? I did the first four. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe so, actually. The, the audio yeah, cut yeah, out you're right. What there. am I thinking? Uh, yeah. I'm thinking maybe. Oh my god, it's I been such a long death. day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So starting to from when you said that he started getting the crowd uh, applause. I think that only lasted up until like season six. I don't know. It's I think it's like, like, like a bell yeah. you're saying. Like, yeah, yeah. And then, and then the you feel like you kind of. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. This is probably during his. Uh, I was actually just talking to somebody about Kramer and it's like it kind of, again, he's got all that shit that happened after Seinfeld, right? From that stand up thing. And there's that one video of him making like saying some wild, dumb shit and like making a terrible, dumb mistake. And it's yeah. like, uh, again, I don't know enough about Michael Richards to know if that was a blip on the radar or a pattern. That ha- you know All I mean? that happened way after the show. But I'm saying it's like that's what sucks kind of that he gets remembered for that now. Oh, you know what I mean? Well, I feel like yeah. a lot of times, the first, or maybe not now, but at least for a long time, man, that was just like. He was just like, like almost like uh, Voldemort. You like even couldn't even say you like Kramer. You know what I mean? Because yeah. again, rightfully so, he had like a wildly racist, inappropriate moment, dude. It was fucking ridiculous. 
Um, yeah. This one too. Yeah, just just a bad look. Yeah, we were talking yeah. Christmas. This is inherently right in your face. Christmas office Christmas party, like right mm-hmm. after monks. You know what I mean? And one line I think to wrap this one up that I thought was like a funny show of the times, and maybe I'm just reading too much into it. There's like at one point uh, when they're talking about sex. I don't even remember. Oh, maybe like talking about when sex happened, and they asked Jerry, and he goes, "I think when the nipple makes his first appearance." You know? What I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, is that what? Con- constitutes sex in fucking 94 <laughs> like when the nipple pops out it's like 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 they were just like, like one season later which we'll get to here in a second it's like jerry and fucking kramer just got their nipples out on the episode so it's like yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah. I know yeah we didn't we didn't even address the Elaine nip slip there. Uh, oh wait, wait, wait! That's no, the next, next episode, one, right? Yeah, that's sorry, why I, I had that note written down for the for, for uh, that one's the, in the uh, Red Dot episode. But I always want to call that episode the nipple, but it's not. It's something else. No, but I think that's a perfect transition. It's called the pick. Yeah, which has yeah. many connotations so, in this yeah. episode. So, or at least two, I guess. Right? Well, yeah, it's a, it's at least a double entendre now, but. The pick. People weren't sending nudes in 1992. Well, I was talking about the nose pick because this is the episode where he gets caught picking the nose. Same as the nipple, though. And the picture. I guess just the pick in terms of the picture of Elaine, but. Uh, the Christmas Jesus. pick. <laughs> Horny alert. Bonk. Bonk. Such a millennial. <laughs> Bonk. <laughs> you two are just all of I am. Very rarely do I look like the intelligent one on this show. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, but no, I was thinking like, uh, sure, we can go with nudes too. Absolutely. I mean, it is essentially an unintentional nude that she puts on her Christmas card. So, Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think another one that was pretty in your face Christmas, as in your face as these are going to get, you know what I mean? With kind of centered around Elaine's Christmas card getting took by Jerry. And then for those who haven't seen the episode after the card is already dispersed, uh, I believe it's Jerry who is the first one that calls out the fact that Elaine's nipple in one of her breasticles is is viewable. Um, So Mm -hmm. uh, this, I think, again, is another episode that's uh, just like. is one a lot of people have seen no matter what your kind of investment into Seinfeld is. You know what I mean? I think this has just like a lot of classic scenes, whether it be like her on the phone with her sister is fucking hilarious. And, uh, like they're just calling her nip and, uh, <laughs> like, 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 it's just like, it's just a wild. Could you imagine the workplace? If you just like had a dude run uh, up into a lady's uh, office now and call her nip. Like, yeah, 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 that's, that's making, that's making the news for sure. Uh, no, this was a goodie. It was uh, they packed a lot of stuff in there. You know the uh, the Kramer, the ocean scent. Oh yeah, great oh, callback, yeah, dude. Yep. He He's out for re- reparations uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for for the ocean cologne. And and speak, the- sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Is this no, before ahead. he has the episode with Jackie Childs where it's a similar thing where he he ends up just agreeing to get the billboard instead of like getting the payment this ha- I wonder if this is yeah this is I believe this is after that episode so that's a kind actually, of like a callback not. you know they go into Trump Tower when they go twice in, in this episode actually well that's where those yeah. big, those yeah, big yeah. time meetings were being held yeah um, that's where she worked and, and oh. the model <laughs> That's where Trump Tower is where the Calvin Klein office is, uh, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yep. makes sense. And yeah. 
And yeah, now I'm thinking <laughs> dude, Jackie Charles. <laughs> what I, oh man, we can't even. No, I know, dude. Jackie. That's, that's what's bad with this. <laughs> but dude, this one has. I mean, I'm just gonna. I don't know about MVP Six Man, but this one to me has a lot of what's great about Seinfeld and like physical comedy. That I don't know. To me, is very funny. But like, there's a very sure. uh, there's a very quick scene with Newman where they're like trying to figure oh, out if dude. people can see it. Oh yeah, dude, he comes in, he sees. And he's like, is that it? They're like, yep. And he turns around and walks out. <laughs> just gives him like a wild, a hilarious big slap on the slap back. On the dude. back. Dude, it's just like, it's so simple. It's so just like probably ad libbed. And it's just like, oh, dude, it gets me every time. Just well, like, I love how, like, oh. you know, in, in real life, uh, Jerry probably would have taken the picture down to Newman and showed it to him, but he brings Newman out of his apartment all the way up. Mm in front of everyone else to look at the photo and then go all the way back down. And that just doesn't seem like something Newman would be down for, but I, <laughs> for the sake of like, true. You know, true. The, the, yeah, there might be a, uh, I love like it. that's, that's not true to his character, but I do have Newman down as my sixth man of the episode. <laughs> yes. He's in it as in my research. He's in it for thirteen seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that one scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all you oh. need him for sometimes, dude. And I love when uh, George is all pissed off he didn't get the Christmas card, and like he comes back for the therapist. Goes, you want a Christmas card? Here's your Christmas card, and just motorboats him. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I had. I had, yeah, I had George as MVP because George, I, well, he oh, was my favorite character. But the scene when, uh, when he goes to see the therapist, yes, and then and this, just, this the goes back to your skepticism talk that you were talking. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. How's, wait, no, how's that? Because they're they're just they're showing that therapy, like this particular <laughs> therapist, not therapy in general. <laughs> they're showing that this particular therapist can just be a fucking joke dude and like they can get insane too over something so small and minuscule as a zipper dude like I love, I love it mockery yeah it's like a mockery dude they're both working at it oh, they're both working at it and she's like alright well that's that's all I time <laughs> she just stops and takes a real deep breath <laughs> and then she tells him to leave dude like she can't even handle it <laughs> oh dude I love it I love it yeah, yeah. um Anything else before uh, we move on to the next one? Uh, I don't think I have any closing. Oh, well, I thought, and I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not big into the fashion world, but like when Kramer meets with Calvin Klein, when, you know, it's like the way George, when he's going to see the model and everything. Right. I Googled Calvin Klein and I thought that was him at the time. I was just like, oh "Oh, shit. And then like, I literally I was, was going like, to ask 10 minutes ago. I was like, is that actually Calvin Klein in the episode? <laughs> so, yeah. I was, yeah, I was watching with Jewel. I was just like, is that Calvin Klein? She was like, I don't know. Yeah, I just <laughs> assumed that a woman would know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's messed up. But, uh, but no, it's not Calvin Klein. It's just an actor that happens to loosely look like him, I guess. Great casting by... Yeah, seriously. That's all. I, I didn't was. even know. I don't even know what Cal. I don't know what he looks like. I don't neither, know. Not, neither did I. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Very quick to point that out. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. Um, I'm Googling it now. He, 
Well, nah. if they nail it. Oh, okay. I was going to say, he looked like he's, he had been in some other episodes just as some, like, short characters. Because if you notice, they repeat characters uh, sometimes. He kind of looks like Peter Man a little bit. For sure. Well, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah let's yes, go on to the I next do, one. I do, because I want to move on, because this is probably so far the ones we've talked about, my favorite episode, just front to back, that we're coming up here to. The Race. The Race? Yes. Yeah. Uh, is, go ahead. Is, would you say the, I, would, I mean, you kind of have to say the most festive, right? The Note 4, I would say, is the most festive episode yet, and I don't want to get too far ahead, but I would say outside okay. of Festivus, probably oh, the, most, right. the most festive, <laughs> no pun intended, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, That's dude, true. but I love this one. I have a soft spot for all the Seinfeld episodes that have callbacks to, like, them in high school and shit, like, that mm-hmm. with uh, Tropic of Cancer, like, all those episodes are, are awesome, and this one is, is spectacular with, uh, what's the dude's name? Not Lloyd Braun. That's in a later episode, but uh, fuck, I forget the guy's name who hates him because of the race. Duncan. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, starts with uh, Duncan. Yeah, yeah. Starts with uh, Duncan. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, but no. Uh, yeah, just kind of again, brief overview. They uh, Jerry's dating a chick. Is this is this Lois? Yeah, this. Yeah, is this, this is yeah. Lois, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, we. Yeah. I'm an idiot. We've absolutely skipped the anybody responses for the first couple of these. So let's just get right through these. We're just having too much fun. Oh my god. Oh uh, yeah. So. Uh, the Red Dot Big Hacks said Kramer stole the show with his Scotch commercial pitches. So shout out Big Hacks, thinking the same yeah. as me. And then Crescent Fresh saying Prelude to Hole in the Sheet episode of Curb, classic LD, which as I alluded to earlier, wasn't familiar with, but I'm going to look that up. And then the pick again, Big Hacks, solid ep. Lost my mind when Kramer came out in his undies, kind of that last scene <laughs> of Calvin Klein. And then Crescent <laughs> Fresh. Now we have the Ratchet Rudolph on purpose for the Graham. I, I don't know. Crescent Fresh was texting me that he really did. I love him to death and he's gonna laugh at this he texts me like three times like i don't understand the questionnaire am i stupid and i'm gonna go i'm not gonna say you're stupid but it's like it's pretty straightforward <laughs> like, like it's like yeah no yeah, self-hate you, here no you, self-hate you, but just you like, gotta narrow the parameters a little bit i think yeah you know, okay fair enough yeah. Yeah. you can kind of go yeah. off the rails with a little uh with a little freedom, but it sounds like you and Hacks are, are kindred souls. Yeah, like oh, dude, <laughs> shout out Hacks, showed up to the roast. Hacks, we are kindred yeah. souls. So okay, he, but, he really he really tapped into the, your love of the physical comedy in that episode. <laughs> Plot twist: I'm Big Hacks. Um, I chopped it up with Big Hacks, dude. He is way cooler than me. Nah, well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, the race. And basically, Jerry ran this race in high school. He got a head start, and nobody knew it except for George. And Jerry was known as the fastest kid after that race, at which point he decided to choose not to run for the rest of his I life. I choose not to run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, I think this all started because uh, lots of Superman uh, references here, which is a classic Seinfeld theme. His girlfriend's uh-huh. Lois, and then he just absolutely hams it the fuck up in this scene, in this episode with all that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really, he really leaned in, that's for sure. I'm but, sure he... Uh, like you said, definitely the most festive so far. Again, Monks is probably in full Christmas decor for the first time. You know what I mean? Tinsel and all that shit everywhere. Um, yeah, there's a lot of well, decorations Kramer's throughout the Santa. Episode. Well, yeah, the, I was yeah. more... Oh, well, this is the communism as, episode too, huh? Yeah, yeah. 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 As, with, you know, I love... Uh, 
the dude uh, Mickey. Oh, dude, one of my yeah. favorite <laughs> spinoff characters from dude. <laughs> Mickey's so good. Would Mickey you learn a dirty good. word like call me? I think one of the funniest things I wrote down from that is like, uh, <coughs> excuse me, when. Uh, the boyfriend's at the store trying to convince Kramer to like leave. He's like, what's going to happen after that beard glue gives you a rash in six months? I was like, they were making Santa glue his fucking beard on? Like, like what the <laughs> fuck? Like, like that yeah. is, that's a ruthless gig for Santa, man. It, like, yeah, Col- Coleman doesn't mess around. Yeah. <laughs> I need yeah, some yeah. serious dedication. Bloomingdale's down the street is getting paid twice where you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the whole, uh, the reoccurring you know, communist theme. Uh, it's so so I remember like always enjoying this one, even when like Seinfeld was in syndication when I was younger. Like I can recall like, you know, the, the non-adult comedy, I guess, that's utilized in this. Like yeah. even, you know, when I was watching it, maybe eight, nine, like I didn't have any idea what the Red Scare or like communism was, right. but like, the race premise and all that. Like, oh, dude, when, sure. he's, when he fucks up the reindeer names, I think Kramer says, like, uh, I think he, called, like uh, he calls her Donna instead of... And George is like, it's not Donna. And it's like, yeah, I, I think it is. He goes, yeah, on Donna, on Harriet, on Ethel. Like, it's just like, it's fucking so good. It's so good. Oh, my God. I don't even remember that. That's so good. Oh, dude, that's what I was kind of going back. It's like the lines that I remember just hit me back then, kind of like what you were just saying, Tom, that just like no matter how old you are there's like just some shit like that that's just so funny like like, sorry go ahead i was gonna say some of the lines like elaine telling george about the dude and then (laughs) starts questioning her about him being a communist like she's like oh no no he's very well read and he goes yeah well very well Red. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then she just like asked him about, uh, and that's when she—that's the same episode where it gets him blacklisted from the Chinese place, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got yeah, blacklisted yeah. from Hop Sing. Oh my god! <laughs> when my dad was on the picket line, like, oh my god! And then that's what, and then yeah, she uh, doesn't she get like her boyfriend to pick up the food or something like that. Gives his name for it. Gives his name for it. And then at the end, like he, (laughs) the dude figure, the delivery guy figures out that it's fucking Elaine and not uh, her boyfriend. And he's like, you got me blacklisted. (laughs) (laughs) Sick remix. My fucking. Oh man. No, there was, no, there's two references to getting blacklisted. Yes. Correct. 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 You were talking about the one at the end too. Uh, No, hop sings is the name of the Chinese restaurant. Yeah. 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 So (laughs) it's been a long day. It's like, no, it's like, He's a communist, like yeah, he's no, getting blacklisted. Yeah, right. Yeah, know? exactly. Yes. While his father okay. was getting blacklisted, he would sit at this restaurant yes. that his son then yes, I great, great point. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Long. <laughs> oh, dude. That's why Seinfeld's great because it's like it is all that stuff is repetitive and it's like all this nonsense is what's funny, dude. It is the the humor in the in the right. normality. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like what is just like and again, that's not really a great point of that because that's kind of like one of their like in your face. That's what I I don't know if it's this one or I was saying maybe it's the next one. Uh I think it's the next one where uh 
a lot of Seinfeld episodes do a really good job of kind of tying the loop at the end and having like a lot of like mile markers throughout the episode to like have it all come through. And in the Christmas episodes like this one and the next one, like that's like really well done in terms of kind of like making all the random interactions work into like a, a, a bigger storyline or into all the storylines. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. So. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. What else you got on the race? I mean, maybe the beta, the, the best cinematography scene so far with the slow-mo <laughs> of the race and he just fucking yes. stiff arm Heisman's Elaine out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, the only other thing I have to contribute is the only episode, uh, where a character breaks the fourth wall, you know, like oh, something really? when Jerry looks at the camera and winks. Oh, and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is oh, probably one end, of the only right, times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. more Lois joke or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, I guess that's a reference to Superman. Like in one of the Superman series, be, yeah. something like they, they would utilize that and we've talked about this a lot same exact line and everything and same angle (laughs) same fucking yeah right (laughs) right right right. and the first time that uh we get larry david because when they is it the first time uh, at least in these Christmas episodes. He's in a few. Excuse me. In these Christmas episodes. Oh, yeah, because yeah, they think George is a communist, and he sends him to Cuba to get the uh, to get the uh, the prospect that they could never get his hands on because they oh. find out that George is trying to date that girl from the classifieds in the back of the communist magazine. <laughs> and Larry David would always play George Steinbrenner, and they'd always shoot from behind him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's the yeah. same shot as the Steinbrenner. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. it's so and then good, what's uh, I didn't even I honestly didn't put that. Yeah, that should have known. And then what's uh, the classified though? That's another hilarious part where you know George is so excited because it's like, what do they say about looks? Like, <laughs> oh, looks not important or something. Yeah, looks don't matter. <laughs> yeah, whatever the chick's looking for. Oh, I love it. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that'll do it for the race. We can move on mm-hmm. to the next one, which is simply titled "The Gum." The gum. Uh. Love this episode. This is Kramer is basically, I would say, what did I write on here? Um, this is where he owns the movie theater. Do we right? have the season and episode number for this a- one? Episode or season seven, episode 10. All right. Um, so again, this is a, my first note here is progressively noticing more and more Christmas decorations and monks. So again, just really kind of hitting you in the back there. Um mm-hmm. Uh, Kramer owns the theater. They're doing the screening. Uh, Lloyd Braun makes a reappearance after a stint <laughs> to the insane asylum, uh, at which point Kramer is very conscious of people not making him potentially too conscious, even more so than Lloyd, of making him aware of his stint at the mental institution. George is loving Lloyd's demise, if you will. Um, and Elaine constantly finds herself in some compromising positions that potentially might lead Lloyd on uh, throughout this episode. And it is entitled the gum because Lloyd Braun has this gum that he's trying to force upon Jerry that Jerry wants no part of, but Kramer won't let him uh, have no part of right. it. Right. Yeah. And then because of the glasses, he gives him a hundred bucks worth of gum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of gum. <laughs> <laughs> what were you saying? You <laughs> yeah. The one line in the skater. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Kramer sits down in the middle of the couch. Jerry's on his left. Fucking Lloyd's on his right. He's like, yeah, see, that's what the holidays are all about. Just a couple of guys hanging out, chewing some gum. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. Yeah, yeah. And they're chewing a, if you notice, dude, they're chewing a shitload of gum. Oh, dude. (laughs) And I know that's just for the effect, but damn. Right. Definitely, definitely embellished. Um... Like I was saying, I think this is the best full storyline so far that they do in terms of intertwining because, like, that girl, uh, like, they have a callback to the John Voight car, like, which is a great episode. Oh, my God, the yeah. John Voight um, car. And then, like, so that good. girl from his neighborhood, like, Poppy's daughter is, like, convinced George is crazy, and then he convinced <laughs> her he's not. And then, like, yeah. uh, Jerry drives by at the end with the glasses, doesn't recognize George, makes him look even crazier. Like, it's just, like, the lady who he thinks he gave the 22 instead of the 10 comes by on the horse, and now he freaks out about the horse. Like, it's just, it's awesome. I got an honorable mention about the John Voight uh, the original, the first, or the original John Voight episode where he actually buys the car. Yeah. That's a Thanksgiving uh, related episode. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Because you were saying you ended up watching some of those too, like the Woody Woodpecker. That one's like, really good, man. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, it, it, <laughs> it's one of the, it's one of the Tim Watley episodes, which are always good. Oh, Tim's back <laughs> in Festivus dentist. too. Yeah, so. yeah, he's in Festivus. Er, no, not uh, Festivus. Yeah, he's in Festivus. Yeah, yeah. Wally's amazing. Yeah. Um, I honestly, I uh, I didn't rewatch this one in homework for this week, so I'm uh, I, I need you guys really. Oh well, dude, well this the, is actually perfect the because water this here, but shows you how important fucking movie theaters are to you, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, yeah. Did, yeah, and again, it's also I mean Kramer, his whole kind of he gets himself in this pickle of keeping Lloyd from realizing that Lloyd's crazy and ends up eating that fucking petrified hot dog at the end. <laughs> like, like, oh, like, yeah. That hot dog's been here since the oh. silent era. Like, This is the episode that Larry David's in with like that is that, he with like, the cloak, or am I wrong? No, this is the one where, uh, yeah, he uh, he's the clerk at the, he doesn't have to do with the cloak, he's the clerk at the convenience store where George oh, at God. the end of the episode realizes that he's had the 20 the whole time with the doodle on it. <laughs> and I think this actually uh, might be okay. one of, if not the only time that we see LD's face. Nah, we see him okay. a bunch of times. His face? Yeah, you see him. Uh, he Remember the one where, like, George finds out his father's like talking to a man in a cape well that's larry david in the cape that's uh, what you're mixing in there then sometimes you're another episode, sometimes Joe. uh larry david will be a clerk or like a uh just Some a desk, a desk person character in other yeah other episodes but yes ld again in this episode but yes. forward facing to the camera this time right which is good so yeah no, again, yeah, not yeah, too, uh, I would say, the least Christmas one so far. Really no mention of Christmas at all other than yeah, I don't remember much decorations. Um, 
But it's funny, Shelf, that the next one is probably the episode that I have seen the least over all of all these episodes that we went through tonight. The uh, mm-hmm. season eight, episode 10, the Andrea Doria. So uh, this is one that I remembered as soon as it came on, kind of like the gist of it, uh, but didn't remember a lot of the punchlines are kind of like the whole th- with Elaine's boyfriend and like he's the bad breaker upper and, and all that stuff. But I'm assuming. Well, Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just uh, the way you described that, and honestly, I skipped this one in my homework. Sorry, anybody nation. Um, I, I, I skipped I didn't it do too. Homework for Thank God episode, for neighbor. Holy fuck! Yeah, 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 yeah thank Christ. you. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I, I saw it on the list, and I was like, this, this one doesn't have anything. That's to the do beauty with- of Seinfeld. You <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, does it even have anything to do with Christmas? Uh, I don't know, man. There might be a Christmas this is, tree. This is the, the one I think where the only festivity, the only like decoration. There's only decorations and monks and like a scenery. Right. right. But, but to your point, Nick, you know that's what I found rewatching Seinfeld and why it's been a blessing. You know, Hulu had it for a while. And now Netflix has it. It's good to like run through them. And regardless of how many times you've seen them, you're not constantly rewatching. At least I'm personally not. I'm sure some people are. But you, you remember like the meat of the episodes, the big things and the circumstances, but you don't remember, again, I should rephrase, I don't remember specific lines and specific setups. And that's why it's like, the rewatchability is very high. And what I got out of that yeah. on the same line is just how much callbacks there are within an episode, within seasons, within the series. Like, just, like, such little, little itty-bitty That's what makes that things. show great, man. Yeah. And, it, and, again, it's not necessarily a show that you have to watch in order to enjoy. But if you mm-hmm. do happen to watch it in order you will get those callbacks like every single time. And dude, this one is way in your face. Cause like when George goes to do the interview for like the homeowners association to get that apartment, like it's just a callback to all episodes. Like yeah. just like one <laughs> sentence, like descriptions of like all these like hilarious moments in the history of George. Like it's like, <laughs> Oh dude, he's got one of my favorite lines too. When he like confronts the old man about like, uh, he finds out that like a bunch of people survive and he like confronts the old man. And he goes, like, We have to get off the ship. He goes, did you, this thing says it took 10 hours to sink. That thing eased into the water like an old man into a bath. Oh my God. I don't remember that. Oh my God. I had to write that down because I thought that was. And then again, we talked about another great line, like a great subplot of this episode is like Newman needing to, trying to get the Hawaii transfer and like long story short, uh, like yeah. he's got to uh, like Jerry ends up having to deliver some mail for Newman. Cause he goes, he goes, uh, my dream is for Newman to move as far away from me as possible too. <laughs> yeah, and he goes, uh, he hands the guy the mail and he, the guy goes mail on Sunday. And Jerry just goes, Oops. Newman's got a great line too, where he's like, Hawaii, the most sought after mail route in the world. The air is so dewy sweet. You don't even have to lick the stamps. It's so good. Ah, man. Jerry rents out half his storage unit to Kramer and Kramer rents out half of his half to Newman and Newman just stores <laughs> mail in there. He doesn't want <laughs> it to mail. Like, yeah. Oh, oh my 
god! Dude. How can I deliver this one? Ma- this uh, these eight bags of mail on top of my daily load of one? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what were you saying, skater? How do they find out? Like they get busted at the end. Yeah, right? like Newman gets busted at the end because they find out that Newman clearly didn't deliver the mail, and it's only because everyone got their mail, and it's because Jerry <laughs> delivered it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, he's like, yeah, this I can't like remember what he said. route in history or something. He goes, no one delivers at fifty percent. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's a perfect way to run into the last and inarguably the most well-known holiday episode of Seinfeld. I'd even argue the most well-known episode in the series of Seinfeld. Uh, believe it or not, I think of. Okay. Well, just name no, the I was going to say, I would bet you if you did a family feud polling style and asked people what the name of this episode is, like 80% or more would say it was called Festivus, Festivus. or The Festivus yeah. or something like oh, that. Yeah, it's, and not it's not, dude. That, yeah. It's all about, which I told Skater before this, potentially maybe one of my favorite jokes in the series of Seinfeld, the fact that. Kramer, it's called the strike because you find out that Kramer's been on strike from the Bagel Factory for the entirety of for, the series, like yeah. for twelve years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he hasn't worked in twelve years, and Jerry asked him about it. It's just like I didn't want you to worry. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's embarrassing, Jerry. <laughs> well, then when he's like, we were asking for five thirty-five, and like Elaine goes, I think that's the new minimum, that's the minimum wage, wage and, today. And he goes, he goes. Who do you have to thank for that? <laughs> but yeah, uh, man, yeah. it's, it's 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 hard to say a lot about Festivus that hasn't already been said. But shelf, I don't know. Are you a Festivus fan? I feel like there's a small group of the internet who is like like anything else. Like say Festivus has jumped the shark, but it always makes me laugh no matter how many. Oh times. no, absolutely. I just think in in my homework because I did do homework on this one. Um, it's the idea of Festivus came from one of the writers whose like dad did that growing up. No, like, no not, way. Wow. I don't know the extent to which it was embellished, but like it, the bones of it. Yeah. So they were probably like, they, Oh, this is a perfect story for George. Yeah, probably. Exactly. And I'm, I wonder how much of the, uh, and I don't, you know, I don't know like the writers of Seinfeld intimately. I don't have intimate knowledge on that. Right, but uh, so the writer Daniel O'Keefe or Dan O'Keefe, his dad, invented many of the traditions in the '60s for this dude's family, including specifically the airing of grievances. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable! I was thinking about that. Could you imagine if you like the uh, season of giving, dude? And now it's just the season of giving out, dude. Fresh wants us to do that on an episode. Like he he wrote in, he was like, "You guys should do uh, an airing of grievances." We got Andy and Eli coming on next week. That would actually be very funny. But yeah. Just, the fact that that exists in real life Damn. in some semblance is insane, dude. Insane. Well, yeah, and then what's his name? Uh, you know, George's dad. <laughs> he gets through like half of one. <laughs> it's just like I lost my train of yeah, thought. Yeah, 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 yeah. He starts with Kruger, dude. And he like yeah. says all this crazy shit, and he's like, "I got ah. a problem with how you run that company over there." I lost my train of thought. Well, dude, and then he goes straight into what's the last one? Like I forget what they call the it. The strength. Strength. Yeah, the- <laughs> Mr. Kruger. <Kramer. laughs> <Yeah, he's- laughs> He's like, uh, well, dude, Jerry Stiller starts like with an an unreal line when 
Kramer wants to learn more about Festivus. He shows up at the bagel shop and it starts with, it all started many years ago when I was at the store trying to get a doll for my son. And then he goes, he goes, he goes, uh, what yeah, he, say? Said, he goes, next thing I knew, I was raining blows down upon this man's head. Like, like he's yeah. just fucking beating up some dude for a, for a fucking American girl well, doll for George. Like, it, it is funny. Um, you know, it's funny people just clung on to, well, I guess it's, I was going to say it's funny that people have clung on to Festivus so heavily because it's like, you know, direct connection when it really only takes up, what, like five minutes of the episode where like the rest of Kramer and the Strike is pretty heavily featured and then uh, Elaine or, well, Elaine was... Elaine, yeah, getting like her makeup all (laughs) fucked up in the rain and like those dudes following her around. Yeah, trying to get the free sub after like buying how many? Like 24? 23, you get your 24th free. that's a lot, dude. (laughs) That that was a great setup and uh, it starts at Watley's place. Brian Cranston I had as the sixth man of this episode because like he comes in for, you know, three scenes and he just crushes it every scene. And this is a character. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) Elaine, you know, given the fake number and then it comes back to her when she needs to get the sub and then goes to the bookies. But Brian Cranston, and then the whole, so that, uh, Gwen, so who Jerry's dating with the whole two-face, first off, She's not unattractive in either of the lighting. Like no, those, not at all. Yeah. 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 They, all they, they do. Like, she just looks like she just all they shoved do. like a half a can of dip in her upper lip. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. And they definitely, yeah. they definitely like put her under some uh, like darker lighting just to. You right. Know. Jerry's just so fucking shallow, dog. It's like it's like it's so <laughs> wild how common that theme is. It's funny. Yeah, yeah. And then, but you're uh, right, dude. She's a rocket. Everyone's shallow. Faces. In that. Yeah, I, I mean, all characters are shallow. We're but yeah, shallow. They're just it, it's at the bottom. It's it's a great episode. And then uh, uh, George with the Human Fund, the sponsor of this segment, <laughs> like that's a classic. And then of course getting pinched for that. But one of the best lines is when when Kramer's ticketing. And he calls Elaine in the shop. He's just like, get out of there. Like, I sabotaged, like, you know, the machine or whatever. She's just like, what'd you do? He's like, all right, wait back and see. And then the steam starts shooting out of the pipe, and the dude's like, can we still make bagels? (laughs) (laughs) He's just goes. Sure, it's just a little steamy. There's another great part in there where when Kramer first comes back and he's the guy's like, none of the other guys came back. And he's like, no, dude, I think they all got jobs like 10 years ago. And then he hires him. He hires him for the holidays and just like Kramer like gets the apron, gets hired on the spot, gets the apron, takes his jacket off, opens the display case. shoves it right into the display case as if it's his first day back after 12 yeah. First thing people see is this fucking and dude, I don't know. That really reminded me of the episode where he uh, puts his coat in the pizza place. The guy, I don't know how to cook a fucking coat. Yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, it was oh, good, good dude. stuff, dude. Good in this stuff. episode, they they literally uh, like uh, bring almost all of the characters 
back at the end to George's parents' house for mm-hmm. Festivus, dude. Like, there's something about that alone that makes this episode so fucking sick. Oh. And I love how every episode ties it all together, but this one literally ties it all together and brings all of the characters back for a festival, you know, for a, like a Christmas right. Festivus, dude. So right. Sick. And then- you know, the the irony being that brings them all together and then like this big festivist that gets like <laughs> you know, this background hype the entire time is just the area of grievances, which is like half of a rant by Jerry Stiller, and then the feats of strength and and the pole. Oh, <laughs> uh, I forgot There's about no, the like, pole. Dude. The Bro, pole is when so he good, walks dude. into monks and he goes, Festivus <laughs> is your heritage, George. <laughs> <laughs> fucking pole in his hand dude and then Kruger when Kruger comes to the house and you alluded to it already human fun that's how Kruger gets there again if you don't know about Festivus like just wake the fuck up like but uh, um, and Kruger it's comes the perfect in excuse and uh, Jerry Stiller goes because uh, Amazing, uh, what does he go? Amazing weight to strength ratio, aluminum, something like that. He says something like that, and then Kruger goes, "I find your belief system fascinating." (laughs) Then all that transpires, and then cuts back to Kruger at the table later when he realizes the sham. He's just like whips out a flask. Like, yeah, he's maybe maybe Kruger's six man. He's got some great. Uh, I don't know. He, Who's your guys' MVP from the strike? Ooh. I think, yeah, I think Kruger. Yeah, dude. I mean, Kruger? Kruger, I want to know why you gave me a fake Christmas gift. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then George is like something like, well, uh, my family celebrates this thing called Festivus, blah, blah, blah. I can prove it if you want. And Kruger's like, yeah, I think you should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're gonna. Have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, dude, like you said, right. Kruger, Kruger was throwing a hundred, dude. Yeah. He's just like, he's like, oh, I locked myself out of my office again. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going home. Yeah. All right, I'm going home. Uh, dude, and then the bookies show up, like, and then uh, Elena, like, <laughs> in that one scene where she's in the OTB and gives them the fake number, like at the very end, she places that bet on a horse, like wild, like slick. And then they're sitting at the table, and she goes. How'd the horse do that? They had to shoot it. (laughs) Dude, like, Kruger starts out the episode basically telling George, they run into the hallway, and, like, basically George asks Kruger how it's going, and Kruger's, like, kind of like, you know, not good. You know, we're down such and such points, and he ends up donating twenty thousand dollars <laughs> to this fucking dude. It's George charity, just walking around with like, twenty G's in his pocket for like two or three George. days, yeah. <laughs> and then he calls me around. He just instantly has the check for him. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, he's just like, oh, I guess like, I can yeah, give not it back. Good. According to the books, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I got this memo from accounting. <laughs> Looks like the human fund doesn't exist. <laughs> doesn't exist. <laughs> what say? He goes, it could. Yeah. <laughs> well, it could. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude. And that's like, again, you've alluded to it a couple times, Tom, which I think set Seinfeld apart from so many other shows, man. There's a few like it, but it's like... <sighs> At least to this point in my life, the rewatchability is still in full effect, dude. And it's still, so I mean, look at us. We're laughing about it after we watch it. Some of us didn't even watch it. 
Mm-hmm. And, I've uh, seen yeah, these episodes yeah, no, a million, exactly. That's times. my point. Taters like, still has better retainment of the episodes that I watched like earlier this afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's just going up a dome, dude. Dude, just the mannerisms in Seinfeld just like inherently have uh, affected my life. Like what subconsciously, consciously, it's just like the first staple thing I remember watching that was like made me fucking keel over laughing every time I watched it. Like would never change the channel when it was on. When yeah, I was a kid. I I really started getting into it like after the phase I got out of liking cartoons like Nickelodeon shit. Like the next phase, enter Seinfeld. And I started watching all that, and I was still too young to young to get all of the like adult jokes. And then I just pre I just kept watching it. And then like by the time I got to college, I started understanding like everything. And I was like, "This is the fucking greatest show of all time." And even mm-hmm. by even at that point, that show was you know almost ten to fifteen years old at the time. Right. I was in college. Right. Yeah. No, yeah, the the physical comedy really like <clears throat> it made there's plenty of appeal for like younger viewers that like right. don't understand nor care about the dialogue. Right. You know? yeah. yeah. It's uh yeah, I mean, it's one of the all timers. It's it's a good way to uh Celebrate the holidays, boys. I was going to say, yeah. I, uh, I always struggle to, like, kind of find holiday movies to, like, watch again on repeat. Like, you know what I mean? Around this time, like, Christmas Vacation, all that other stuff. Like mm-hmm. I was saying, uh, Elf's kind of, I'm over Elf for a little bit, at least for this year. But this was nice to be in the Christmas spirit and, and get it rolling. But uh, I don't know, Shelf, how you feeling over there? We've been going for a while, but you want to stick around and do a, a remixed version of Peter Beat Those Cheeks. What do you think? Oh, you're the man. I love you. Thank you for coming on, and uh, thank you for staying on. See you here in a second. <laughs> 